0: Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be.
1: Hello and welcome to the Yahoo Fantasy Football forecast. I'm Liz Loza. I'm back. I was on vacation last week. I missed you. Thank you for the DM saying you missed me too. Um, And I am here to guide you through all things betting. We're going to do a sports betting episode of the forecast today with Yahoo's very own Minty Betts. She is our sports betting analyst here at Yahoo Sports from Yahoo Sports Book. But before we get into all that, let's welcome Minty and hello. How are you?
0: Hi, Liz. How are you doing?
1: I am great. I have to tell you, Minty, I am a huge fan. I've loved watching you on Twitter. Your takes are fire. But I don't know if the rest of our audience, especially our fantasy football forecast listening audience, knows about you in particular. Um, so I'd love for you to take this time and tell everyone like who you are, where you're based, which I think is important given what you do, and mm-hmm. also how in the world you came to a career.
0: It's so nice to ask someone else this question because I get asked it all the time.
1: How in the world you came to the career that you have?
0: Yeah, so, well, I'm Minty, born and raised in Las Vegas, Nevada. Mm -hmm. So I grew up around casinos and sports betting because my parents worked in casinos and my dad gambled on sports frequently. Um, I didn't learn anything from him, though. I taught everything myself when I turned 21. So betting on sports just seemed like a super intriguing way of gambling to me compared to like blackjack and roulette and poker. Um, Football was my favorite sport to watch and still is, and my favorite sport to bet on by far. But I got more into sports betting truly because I wanted to learn more about betting on different sports, especially baseball. Um, I knew football super well, and I knew how to bet on football, but baseball was just like a different game for me. I didn't really watch it, but it was like the longest season we had. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> right so i i got into that i started my twitter at minty bets uh the summer of 2019 followed different sports bettors beat writers learned as much as i could and posted my bets and i was as transparent as possible um so a little after i started i got invited onto a very popular sports betting show here in las vegas um and since then it's been my career to like talk and watch sports and, and talk about sports betting so i'm, I'm really lucky That is
1: exciting. It's interesting because my we've talked, um, my grandfather was really influential um, in terms of sports and my upbringing. And but I feel like fantasy football, the football sports foundation came from him. But fantasy Mm -hmm. football, I learned on my own as I found it on my own and fell in love on my own. So it's really interesting how you can like find a passion within this niche industry and then just hustle hard and build a career around
0: it. Absolutely. And the sports betting industry was, of course, the same in the sports industry. Not a lot of women were in it. And so that was kind of our niche, I'm assuming, Liz, is Mm -hmm. that we're women that are knowledgeable in what we do and and people don't really have that. So we're lucky to be here. So yeah. We are. And they're lucky to have us. Let's not forget that. (laughs) All
1: right. Well, do you have anything coming up that we need to be mindful of? Like, do you have any... Um, I know you did Mad Bets with Matt Gothard and uh, Jared, who hosts The Rush on Yahoo. Do you have anything else upcoming this season that you're particularly excited about? Um, Well, I'm going to be on Fantasy
0: Football Live every Sunday. (laughs) So that's going to be super exciting. So that's every Sunday morning before the games kick off. Uh, I do not know what to expect, and I don't think we all do because we're all going to be working remotely, and it's going to be a challenge for all of us, but... I'm super excited to start all of this and and learn more about fantasy and teaching everyone about betting too. Yeah, so it's going to be, be awesome.
1: it's going to be a very um, symbiotic, let's hope synergistic, if you will, experience. Yes, and the announcement is that Minty will be joining myself, Matt Harmon, and Andy Barons and Tank Williams every Sunday on Fantasy Football Live, 90 minutes before kickoff. So we're super excited to have you and. Yay! As you just said, Minty is our sports book expert, our sports betting expert. Um, and I certainly dabble, but I'm by no means as much of an expert as Minty. So I think there's a lot of crossover between fantasy sports and sports betting. And a lot of times we've talked about on um, various articles or on FFL, we'll talk about over and under. But I thought we should really, especially given our partnership with the MG, the sports book at MGM, we should really take some time to know some more of the specifics and maybe introduce our fantasy audience to a whole nother world of, of sports betting and and fun, frankly, another
0: hobby. Absolutely. Yeah. It's super important to, be informed and knowledgeable on what you're betting on so you don't just go to Vegas and then just place a random bet and lose. I mean, we don't want the sports books to win, sorry, mm-hmm. at MGM, but you know, we want to make money as well. It's, it's fun. Um, so, yeah, let's begin. Liz.
1: All right. So, let's do a little bit of 101. There's some terminology that not everyone may be familiar with. Um, so, when we talk about the money line, you'll see that on a lot of um, betting sites. What is
0: the money line? What does it mean? So the money line is the most popular bet. It's just to pick a team to win straight up. They don't have to win by a certain amount of points or, you know, anything like that. They just have to win. And if they lose, you lose. So, um, for example, let's start with the season opener of the Houston Texans versus the Kansas city chiefs. The money line for the chiefs is minus 500. So whenever you see a minus in front of a team in front of that number, that means they're favored. So minus 500 means you have to pay or bet on $500 to win $100, which doesn't sound like a lot of value there. If you're betting on the Chiefs, $500 to win $100, that's like nothing. Um, for the Texans, they're plus 375 at the moment. That means to win $375, you just have to place $100 and that's better value, but it's more likely that The Texans will lose and the Chiefs will win. So that's kind of unfair. So Moneyline is just a straight up bet. But there's not too much value if you're not betting the underdog to win. So Moneyline is just basically pick the winner. Yes,
1: And the minus is the favorite. And the plus sign, which is a little counterintuitive, is the underdog.
0: Yes, it's weird. I I thought the same thing when I first started betting. But yeah, the plus sign is the underdog. The minus is the favorite. And typically, you'll see the favorite being a very, very high price and not that much value.
1: Is there some way because not everybody has like $100 to just throw Mm -hmm. around, right? So I've always had trouble calculating, like the math down like if I wanted to put is there a simpler way for someone who wants to put like 20 bucks on a game who doesn't want to like start using triple digits?
0: Yeah, absolutely. So a hundred dollars is just like your normal, like it's easier to understand because those odds are based on a hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you can put like say you put ten dollars, but you'll only win like five dollars. It's it's just really not I mean, in smaller terms, it's just not that so worth use it, the hundred
1: dollars to figure out how I want to use the actual words, but I'm trying to like be mindful. So use the hundred dollars to figure out how much value you have at stake and then winnow it down based on how much you actually
0: want to bet, how much you actually want to put down. Correct. That's the price basically. So we call that minus 500, the big or the juice, because that's, yeah, that's the price of it. Um, so, yeah, that's just like an easier way to understand is those three digits. I know $100 typically new betters and recreational betters don't really bet $100. They'll bet like $20, $50 here and there. That's no big deal. But this is just an easier way to understand what price okay. prices mean. So now that we got the money
1: line, picking the winner, we got the favorite and the underdog. Let's talk about the spread because everyone's always talking about, well, what's the spread? What does that mm-hmm. mean? So I'm going to ask you,
0: Minty, to educate us on the spread. Absolutely. So a spread is how they make the games even. So we know that Kansas City is a far better team than the Houston Texans, right? But this is just to make the playing field more even. It helps balance out the sports books so they don't see so much money on one side versus another. They don't lose um, money on one team versus another. So the first thing we notice is that the spread is 10 points. That means Kansas City is -10, they're favored by 10 points. That means that they have to win by 10 points or more for you to get your money back and to win. And if the Houston Texans, they're +10, they can lose by no more than 10 points for you to win your bet. So it sounds like a much fairer bet. The price is only -110, so Put $100 down. Well, put $110 down to win $100. It's not that big of a risk if you were to take Kansas City um, or that much of a risk if you were to take the Houston Texans. So I hope I didn't make that more so confusing.
1: The money line is different than the spread, right? A money line Correct. is just a, like a simple who's the winner, and then the spread is, all right, You want to get you want to get a little bit more deep than yes. Kansas City. Mm-hmm. it is is giving 10
0: mm-hmm. right
1: that's minus yes. 10 is giving 10 right so kansas correct. city is is giving 10 that means that they have to win by 10 or they have to win by more than 10 points
0: correct for you to win your bet okay. so if they win by like a field goal three points or a touchdown Perfect. by 10 points you lose and that sucks got <laughs> it and then so if you want to be want sure to, that they're 10 points better
1: how would you say all right like if you if you were to use the phrase "I'm taking Houston and the points," can you tell mm-hmm. everyone what that means?
0: Absolutely, it means you're taking Houston. You're betting Houston plus ten, so that means they can lose by no more than ten points. So if they lose by a field goal or a touchdown, then you win your bet. So you, but when you say I'm, "I'll take Houston and the points," it means probably
1: Houston's gonna lose, but they're not gonna lose by ten.
0: Correct, exactly. Or they could just win straight up and you would still win. That would be even better. But correct, it's most likely they'll lose, but just not by 10 points. Got it. They're not All right. that bad.
1: <laughs> All right, so <laughs> now let's talk because, see, we're building here. We're going money line, simple spread. All right, we're going to do a little mm-hmm. bit of math, mess with some math. Yep. Got it. Now we're going to talk yeah. over-unders. Now I know our fantasy audience is really familiar with over-unders because we talk about, you know, will – uh, one of my favorite breakout players, potential breakout players, Nikhil Harry, go over under six touchdowns. I would bet the over on that. Can you
0: explain mm-hmm. what that would mean? Yeah, so on a game day, um, the over under, or we call it the total, um, let's just use, again, the Chiefs and the Texans as an example. Sure. The Chiefs typically have a higher scoring game. They can dominate, and the Texans can surprise us and produce some touchdowns as well. So the total for this game right now is set at 55. That's a combined, you know, total of 55 points from both the Texans and the Chiefs. A normal total would be set at 45 or 46. So 55 is pretty high. Um, So they're expecting it to be like a blowout. Um, In their matchups, though, the total has never been set this high before. And in fact, in their last matchup, they scored exactly 55 points when their total was set at 54 and a half, which is crazy. Um, So that was like a sweat. I personally think this total is a little too high as the season opener, by the way. So I would probably take the under here, but the total is just a combined uh, amount of points from both teams. So, and and
1: then you can also winnow that down to individual players like Nikhil Harry. So like the example I initially used was, uh, I'd take the over on Akil Harry scoring five touchdowns over the season, which means I think he will score more than five touchdowns. Often exactly. there are fractions used. You use the half. So like, I think that, can you explain why that is installed? Yes,
0: absolutely. So um, like you said here, we'll just use like Patrick Mahomes over two passing touchdowns in one game. Okay. Um, so sometimes it'll be like two and a half. That's an advantage for the books. So if if Patrick Mahomes throws for two touchdowns, two passing touchdowns, then you lose and the books win because of that half point. But if you take the under maybe and he he throws for two passing touchdowns, you win your bet because the thing was two and a half. The total set right. at two and a half. So that half point is really the advantage for the sports books to get a little bit more time and a little bit more money from you.
1: And add a little bit more, like you said, sweat. Like I like that. Yes. Like it's like, oh, I just oh need gosh. one more to beat the fraction. Oh my gosh. Okay, cool. All right. So now let's move along to so we talked about over-unders and we can do that in terms of total points between two different teams who are playing or individual players. The individual players also have things called prop bets. Like an over-under bet, like I made uh the example I made about Nikhil Harry is also a prop bet. Um can you can you explain them first for players and then
0: for teams? Absolutely. So like okay. you said, there's two different prop bets, one for players, um, which is typically like a daily um, or a, like a weekly thing. And one for teams, which is probably like a seasonal thing. Anyway. So a prop bet for a player would be like I used earlier, Patrick Mahomes. Um, His prop bets on game day would probably be an over, under 243 and a half passing yards, or will he have at least one touchdown pass? Yes or no. Um, so, If you're high on certain players rather than certain teams, you're most likely, this is great for fantasy players because you know players really, really well. And this would be a great thing to bet on is player props. If, you know, like um, is Russell Wilson going to have a certain amount of passing yards over under, or is um, Alvin Kamara going to have you know over 43 and a half rushing yards this this game you know oh, so those will. are oh you right I take it over on <laughs> that doesn't matter what game. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah it player props are a really good prop bet if you're high on certain players and not as confident about the team, the team and is so a- yeah exactly and so let's use like a team or a season prop bet a good one that caught my eye is are the chiefs going to go 16 and 0 this season I think they have a really great chance at doing that and the odds are 40 to one. So I actually really like that. I can't really see them losing to anyone except like the Ravens or maybe the Saints this season. Um, So I think they have a good chance. I mean, if you sprinkle like a hundred dollars, wait a couple months, you might get $4,000 back. That's a nice return. So 40 to one real quick. Just can you just explain
1: that when you say like the odds are 40 to one, just to Mm -hmm. be clear how that,
0: how that translates. Absolutely. So, this prop bet of the Kansas City Chiefs going 16 and 0 this season, the odds are plus 4,000. So, 40 to 1 odds. Um there's always going to be a price on there listed or a line or odds as we call it. Plus 4,000, 40 to 1. So, you bet $100, wait a couple months and then you might get a $4,000 return if they do go 16 and 0 this season. Okay, so let's talk. So we talked about betting, some
1: some basic terms, some foundational terms. Obviously, anyone listening plays a good amount of fantasy. Let's talk about how fantasy and sports betting can be used together and how Vegas' predictions can help us in fantasy. I know that I really like this approach, particularly to DFS, but in season long, it's also interesting on a week-to-week basis. You mentioned earlier that the – um that the over/under on the season opener, Houston at Kansas City, had a point total of 55. Right, you could use that as a as a um as an over/under, but also, you know, if it's 55 total points, to me you thought maybe it might be a blowout to me it was like oh well that's going to be a shootout that's like a lot of points going back and forth each team trying to up the other so if they're um so then i want to have the players involved again particularly for dfs that are of the highest point
0: total projected uh teams or matchups Mm -hmm. right okay so let's Let's use this as an example, actually. So say your fantasy team, I think the best thing that we can kind of merge fantasy betting and, or fantasy and a betting into one is, let's say your fantasy team, you have the Steelers defense, okay? They have the third best passing defense. And today they're taking on the Jets, who recorded about like 190 passing yards per game, which isn't that crazy. You know you've got a solid defense, so maybe you could implement that into betting as betting the under for that game. Let's see, the total over-under is 43 points. And the Steelers don't really produce a ton of points, and they also hold off on having their opponents, you know, score any touchdowns or any field goals or getting running down the field or anything like that. So that would be a really great example on how we could integrate Vegas and fantasy in one. Right. It's, and, and how
1: we might rank players, because obviously exactly. – um, A matchup that has a lower projected point total is not expected to have very much production, which then would indicate that the players in those matchups may not necessarily perform to their ceiling, but more to their floor. And so when you're setting your roster, you might want to, and you have another player who might be not as foundational of a player, but involved in a matchup with a higher projected point total. And so you might want to flex that player just to find your roster construction. So I always think it's a really good idea to look at those and, see how Vegas thinks they're going to go. Because let's be honest,
0: Vegas has made quite a reputation off of not losing. They are Vegas after all. Absolutely. Yeah, you're right. And you know, um, one tip that I do want to give new betters is that bookmakers adjust their lines based on key players that are out and weather and home field advantage. So as a bettor, we can't react to like, Oh crap! George Kittle is out today against the Cardinals, and it might rain. So I think I'm going to hammer the Cardinals and the under. No, lines are adjusted to that news, and people always overreact to rain or a little wind or a key player being out. But they move those lines all the time. So instead of San Francisco being a minus seven favorite, maybe they'll be a, a you know minus five and a half favorite with George Kittle, like key player, like that out. So uh, definitely keep that in mind when placing your bet.
1: When do you like how? Obviously, I imagine you want to wait, although I don't know. Like, I wonder what your opinion is about this. When do you want to place your bet? Because as the line moves, your the odds shift, right? So your potential exactly. return shifts. So, is there a prime window? Because if you can get in on something
0: before the line shifts, exactly. So, then- normally I would want to place the bets right after the Sunday night football game when the lines come out like a couple hours later or that next day. For the next week. Yes, to get the best of the number. But because of these times, we don't really know who's going to last minute show up on the injured list, you know, um, for COVID and anything. So I would wait till game day to actually bet on those. The lines move like crazy on game day. I'd wait till the books open at whatever, 8 a.m. Pacific Standard Time and bet on these games instead of betting... The week prior, because you're right, you know, lines move all the time and players get injured or players get benched or or something happens. So I would actually wait till game day.
1: So Minty said 8am she means a half an hour (laughs) before you begin tuning into fantasy football live is when you should go place those bets. And then you should watch us and place some more bets. Like, <laughs> we don't take breaks. Trust me and my bladder, we don't. But 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 at some point, maybe after one of Minty's segments, you can go uh, place another bet. Maybe you place mm-hmm. like a, a general bet and then a prop bet on a, part- a player-specific prop bet after Minty's segment. But yes, I love Ew. that you said a half an hour before FFL starts is when potential better should start looking at the sports book.
0: Exactly. Exactly. And you know what? There's also live betting. You can live bet during a game, but that's like a whole nother thing that we'll get into another time too.
1: Okay. All right. So talk to me about how win and loss totals might point us
0: toward breakout offenses. Yeah, absolutely. So one of the win totals, like the season win totals that I'm kind of looking at is going to be for the Broncos. Their total is set at seven and a half. Um, I think the Broncos offense could have their breakout season. I mean, we saw drew lock. He didn't do that bad. Last season, girl, you don't have to make excuses for Drew Lock here. I know
1: we're new to one another, (laughs) but I will stand for him. It's
0: okay. Okay. He went four four and one last season as a starter. Um, Seven touchdowns to three interceptions. This is his second year. So he's got his first year, you know, out of the way. And the Broncos just drafted Jerry Judy. So him alongside with Cortland Sutton, I think we can see the Broncos look like this Denver team that maybe we saw in 2016. Who knows? So I like that over. And I like, yeah. I think their offense could really do it. I think they're they've definitely improved from last season and then the season before that. So I, how did you, how would you like
1: isolate or identify that? Like, how does that pop to you when you're looking at the win loss totals and thinking like, okay, that's an interesting total, and maybe? So I will say from a fantasy perspective, I'm not going to invest because there are a lot of uh, like you added Jerry Judy and maybe, maybe I'd take a flyer right on drew Locke, mm-hmm. but the individual pieces may be too crowded to produce um, enough on their own. Cortland Sutton, notwithstanding, but how is it that you, I like, what about that? Or how can someone identify, is there like a jump from the year before or a metric that you use to help um, hone in on that? Yeah, absolutely. So
0: First of all, we look at the number first. I saw seven and a half, and I was like, okay, that's not like an outrageous number. It's not like 11 and a half like the Ravens. Like, that's, I mean, although mm-hmm. I don't doubt the Ravens can have 12 wins, but I just don't want to take that chance. Um, seven and a half looked like a great number. So I, I honed in on that. And the Broncos, I knew that they kind of improved. I knew they got Jerry Judy, and I knew that Drew mm-hmm. Locke was not bad last season, like I said and they've got such a great defense and they continue to have a great defense. So I know they can hold off their opponents from scoring points, especially there at, in the mile high stadium. I don't know how it's going to be without fans though, but that's kind of how I start. And then I look at seasons past, like, okay, did they have eight wins last season, the season before and how history has looked, how coaching has looked. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's kind of where I start out with looking at win loss totals and, and projecting that. And then of course we look at all the players is, is, you know, this player healthy, is this player that just got drafted, is is he doing well? Um, I read a lot of articles by beat writers as well to see, you know, how players are doing individually. Although betting is more about the numbers and not so much the players, it's important to know that stuff when betting on futures like this.
1: Yeah, I can imagine. I'm, I This is a separate conversation. I'd love to sit down with you and figure out baseball because, <laughs> oh, there's a lot of math in baseball. Oh gosh, so much so math. Much. And like very said, specific math. Right. Yes. Um, So I imagine that in some ways it's a sports better's dream because you don't Mm -hmm. really need to know all of the players because the season is so long and
0: things can average out. Absolutely. And a lot of the professional sports handicappers that I work with who make a living off of betting football and baseball, they don't even watch these games and they don't even they can't name you a single player on a team because they bet solely based on. The numbers, the total over-unders, the lines, the line movements, how it's moving, if the odds have shifted up or down. And it's crazy. I'm like, okay, no, I need to know every player and I need to watch every game because I'm going to bet on this. (laughs) And it's fun. And it's fun. Yeah, it's fun to stress (laughs) a little bit.
1: Yeah. (laughs) All right, so let's talk about um, the NFL Awards. If you go to the MGM Sportsbook uh, website, you'll see that there's an NFL Awards and uh, Predictions Tab that you can bet yes. on MVP, Offensive Player of the Year, and Defensive Player of the Year. Can we go over
0: some of those just to give people an idea? Yeah, absolutely. So for the MVP award at BetMGM.com, it's a square pick. Patrick Mahomes, like I can't deny that it's four to one. He's plus four hundred, so you bet a hundred dollars to win four hundred. It's like I said, a square pick. But he's young and in his prime. He's got a brand new, shiny contract. Great leader, great player. He's proven he's got genuine talent. Um, his stats in 2018 were better than than the season he won the Super Bowl, which is last season. So he was I was hurt only imagine a little he bit last year. So that affected him. Hurt. Yeah. yeah. It did kind of affect it. Yeah. <laughs> but I can only imagine he improves here on out. And especially under Andy Reid and this strong Kansas City team, I just, I really love Patrick Mahomes to win MVP here. And there's value. Anything plus money is just very valuable. The only reason people don't like to bet futures and like NFL awards is because they don't want to keep their money locked up for 16 plus weeks, you know? And I I get that. I want to just bet on something and then win like that night or lose that night. I don't want to like wait a couple months.
1: (laughs) No, I know. When my my husband would, when when we were allowed to fly, uh, my husband would go to (laughs) Vegas with his guy friends and one of his favorite rituals was just going to the sports book. And in... August placing Uh his birthdays in August, it would usually go with uh, his buddies and for his birthday and he would just like place, you know, 20 to 100, depending on how good business was (laughs) um, on a bunch of teams to win the Super Bowl. Right. And then like, yeah. but it was fun because then it, he and he'd keep his papers. Right. What are those called? The receipts? Yeah. You know? The tickets. yeah, The tickets. <laughs> um, he'd keep those in, in like a drawer. And then, you know, come December, he's like, which of these are still in play? Who's going to make the playoffs? And oh it's actually gosh. kind of fun to like that's a tradition that we now have. Okay. It doesn't pay off as immediately, but I do think it's, a, it's like a fun thing for a more recreational better who's tracking the season. And he always puts way too much money on the Washington football team because he's a homer and he loses it every year. Oh. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> but but that's what, like, you make a good point about people not wanting, you know, they want instant gratification, instant return. And, mm-hmm. you know, in times like these that are a, a leaner for much of the population, a futures bet may not be as popular. Um right. When you said square though, can you what does that mean? I've never heard that phrase actually.
0: Yeah, okay, so I'm so sorry. Square basically means you pick like an obvious choice. Like, okay, the if it was like yeah, you know, like the Chiefs and the Texans, the square pick would be the Chiefs because we know they're going to win. Most likely they're going to win. So, yeah, most likely Patrick Mahomes, especially if he makes it to the Super Bowl again, he's going to win MVP. Um so that was kind of a square pick and he's the favorite. So, it's m- mostly like you're picking the favorite to win and Patrick Mahomes was like number one on this list what today. about
1: defensive player of the year what do you have for me there
0: okay so I really like Aaron Donald plus 750 okay um that means you know that means Blader he's an underdog right it's so for futures bets it's mostly plus money but he's on the lower side at 750 um guys like J.J. Watt are at like plus 1200. So 12 to one odds. So he has higher odds, but Aaron Donald is kind of the favorite here, but it's still really good value. I mean, a hundred dollars to win $750, just lock your ticket up for a couple months. And then maybe who knows? I mean, he's won it before, right? So, um, I started watching hard knocks Los mm-hmm. Angeles. Mm-hmm. Have you seen it yet or no? Yeah. Okay. So yeah, I just, I just finished the second episode yesterday. Um, and I loved how, His work ethic, like he was willing to help his teammates achieve what is expected from all of them this season. I mean, not only is he the best defensive tackle in the league, but probably one of the best football players in the league. And I am a Saints fan. So he's the one that broke Drew Brees' thumb. And I, like, don't have anything against that. I seriously think that he'll win defensive player of the year um, because he's just a beast. So I like him, actually. All right. I
1: think that is a a surprising pick. I dig it. Who
0: would you have... Or who would you think would win? I don't think
1: it's a square pick, I guess, to use your terminology. I think it's an interesting (laughs) pick. Um, I don't know. I think that one of the, like, TJ Watt is probably up there. It wouldn't surprise me. Absolutely. um, One of the young safeties, uh, uh, Jamal Adams just switched teams. Like, I don't know. There's a couple. Honestly, the other fascinating thing right now, and I guess I'll ask you this, without camps being open to media they way they have been previously because of COVID. We're not, you know, you talked about beat writers. I agree. Love watching beat writers. But that information isn't as prevalent right now. So mm-hmm. it's harder to see who's doing what in camp. And Hard Knocks is obviously, I mean, I would imagine that the problem with Hard Knocks is that that's one of the few... Um, outlets we always see the hard knocks bump in fantasy anyway but for sports betting I'm wondering now if people are like tuning in and really falling in love with Aaron Donald by the way have always loved Aaron Donald and I wish that he was sniped from the Bears who was my team the pick right ahead to the Rams when they were still in St. Louis I'll never forget it but now that I live in LA I can root for Aaron Donald Um, (laughs) but I wonder if like if that in fact the line will move because people are becoming so infatuated with him and then
0: following suit So right. Yeah, you have such a good point. I, I honestly didn't really care about Aaron Donald. Um, until really I saw Hard Knocks. Well, I knew he was a great player, but I just didn't want to admit it. But until I saw Hard Knocks, I was like, he's a really good guy. Um, so yeah, you're right. Because we don't have the information readily available from beat writers anymore, it kind of does affect the way that we bet because we don't really have that insider information mm-hmm. and we see what we see on mainstream media, on you know NFL and on Yahoo Sports and just what they release to the news. And it, it's a little bit harder. And you're right, odds might shift a little bit just because, of that, of, of popular so. thought. All the more reason, by the way, to
1: subscribe to the Yahoo Sports NFL podcast so you can get that insider information from Charles yeah. Robinson and Therese Paylor. Minty, thank you so much for joining us. Do you have anything else you want to discuss? And can you tell everyone
0: where they can follow you and your work? absolutely just follow me on twitter at minty bets also i handle the yahoo sportsbook social media so at yahoo sportsbook on twitter um nothing posted there is ever serious it's always memes or like reactions to certain bets being lost or won you mean it's a social media handle that's a social media (laughs) (laughs) um minty are you
1: on instagram or is the yahoo sportsbook on instagram at all or just twitter just
0: Twitter, and I am on Instagram at Minty Betts, but that's like um, that's where I post pictures of like my dogs and stuff. My dog. Okay, that's about it. Nothing sports related, but yeah, you can find me on Instagram at Minty Betts as well. It should be a great football season. This is going to be our first football season. Well, it's my first football season on FFL, and it's going to be my full f- football season on uh, you know Yahoo Sportsbook, Mad Bets. So it should be an exciting one. It is, and I am. Uh, I don't know if anyone. I'm
1: probably going to join you maybe not every week, but every other week, um, on our yes. prop bet segment. So we'll be able to work together again. Woo. Thank you so much. This was a wonderful one oh one. I am intrigued. I'm going to go spend probably two, like the money that I would normally spend buying like mascara on Sephora. I will probably now <laughs> go spend at MGM, but thank you so much yes. podcast guys. We have lots of podcasts at Yahoo sports. We got fantasy baseball action. If you want that, you can check out Scott Pianowski on the Yahoo Fantasy Baseball podcast. As I said earlier, we've got the Yahoo Sports NFL podcast. It is becoming a regular in my rotation. I absolutely adore it. Not that anyone cares, but, like, I flip between the Yahoo um, NFL podcast and Glennon Doyle's Untamed, what I'm reading right now, on the regular. <laughs> um, and you also want to check out, especially this season, especially with, like, COVID and what it all means and the ever-changing landscape within college sports, check out the Yahoo Sports College podcast with Dan Wetzel, Pete Thamel, rhymes with camel, and our friend Pat Forty. <laughs> um from SI. Follow us all on Twitter at Yahoo Fantasy. I'm at Liz Loza underscore FF. Scott Pianowski is back Monday morning, but until then, we are out.
0: I'm Mike Isikoff, Chief Investigative Correspondent for Yahoo News. And I'm Dan Clydman, Editor-in-Chief of Yahoo News. We're the hosts of Skullduggery, a podcast that not only breaks down the news, but also breaks news. We deliver authoritative analysis while drawing intriguing historical parallels from our decades of covering DC scandals. With our current focus on the president and his administration's handling of the coronavirus to the 2020 elections, we interview those helping to shape the stories.
1: So subscribe to and download Skullduggery Wherever you listen to your podcasts, and be sure to follow us on social media
0: at Skullduggery Pod.